Good morning, y'all. I know I've been uh, slacking on these podcasts. I apologize. We'll be putting out more real soon. But today I have a special one. Um, It was with my Ruck partner. So uh, last week, my partner and I, Gretchen Bonser, we did a 50-mile Ruck, which is like a walk with weight on our backs. And... uh, we were together. It took us 14 hours and 17 minutes. Um, and she is an, a spectacular human being. She's accomplished a lot. She's always pushing herself to be better. And so please welcome Gretchen Bonser. I can't stay like this. So it was recovery. Absolutely. That was the worst part of the whole thing. Recovering? No, the way you felt at the end. Oh yeah, for sure. Being, feeling debilitated, just, it was awful. Yeah. But you know what's cool is there's nothing that you can do to get out of it, out of that spot. So you kind of just like, I have to deal with it and you understand. Which means that you don't feel the pain. Yeah, just go ahead and clip it to you. You don't feel the pain of what, is there, a, there's a clip? Yeah, it's clipped, you're good. You don't feel, the, cheers. Cheers. Haha, <laughs> celebrating. Oh, we're screaming about a spider. To our victory. Yes. Our accomplishment. Yes. It was pretty crazy. It was. So there's, there are times when I think about it, I'm like, what we did's crazy. But then there are times when I think about it and I'm like, I'm surrounded by people who do crazy things, so it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Well, my whole thing was, there have been a ton of people that have done that. Yes. They did the go ruck. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's a lot of people that have done that kind of mileage. Yes. So for me, this was my year for some reason. I was like, I'm just going to try to do as much of this stuff as I can, mm-hmm. as time will allow and as my life will allow. Yes. So I really liked the SAFD because of the, all the firemen that we know. Mm-hmm. I love the cause. Um, I remember hearing the two stories about the fallen firefighters on the news and hearing all about it and among friends that are firefighters and stuff like that. So that one literally tugged at my heartstrings. So I thought, if I'm going to do one, it's got to have meaning, and that fit the bill. Yep. So then we had our little curveball, which gave it even more meaning. Yes, absolutely. And um, I just chuckled, though, because I, I sat there and went, that poor kid, he is stuck with me for 20 hours. <laughs> I was like, what could he possibly be thinking? He's probably like, <laughs> but it worked. What's crazy is like, it. once we got started, it was like, we were a team on a mission and there was nothing else to it. You know what I'm saying? There was no like questioning what we were going to do. We both had this mindset of we have something to complete and there was never complaints. Like not once did either of us complain. About anything. No. And I loved, as soon as we said goodbye, and it was you and I, we were on the same page. Yeah. I was like, that is all fine and good, and the whole breakfast at Denny's and everything, but that is not me. And I just remember having that conversation with you. Uh Just, like, my nature is to just get it done. And I'm afraid if we rest and we stop, we're going to tighten up and it's going to be prolonging the misery. Yeah. So, I mean, when we finished, you never sat down. At least I squatted a couple times and sat on the toilet maybe three or four times to pee. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't think but I ever sat down. I was thinking back, we always were dividing and conquering. That's so if crazy. I was hitting the restroom, you were checking Getting out. snacks or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and it was just... But you were such a pivotal part because 
you were fast fingers on that phone. I mean, all the Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You knocked that out of the water. And the checking back, just double checking the routes, making sure that this is the best way. And yeah. using all the info that we had been given to cut corners when and where possible. I mean, that was, I just laugh about me pulling out my big old phone <laughs> and <laughs> have to whip out my readers. Your glasses. <laughs> that is hysterical. I was telling Amy Pickrod about having to whip out my readers and we were just laughing so hard, but it was true. You know what I think about sometimes? Like during, there were points where I was like, where I would tell you, right? Like, so one of the main things we went up or or strategy wise was like changing the terrain we walked on because that would save our feet from having the same strike every time like what Brandon was saying foot strike focus on and um, there are points where I would tell you like go to the grass or switch to the asphalt and in my head I'm like dang am I being rude but I think we both understood that like anything we say to each other is our advice to be better and to make the team better and there was never like a dang don't tell me what to do it was more oh, of like no. a it was more of like a you're looking out for me oh, i'm gonna yes. do that big time and it was just i don't know it was crazy i it love was crazy. that because you kind of get in those zones and you just yes. forget yeah i would forget and so if you called it i'd be like thank god he's watching you know what i mean and and i would try to remind you if my if i was thinking about that but I literally stared at the back of your heels. <laughs> I can tell you every thing about your walk, about your foot strike. Interesting. I could tell Analyzed. you exactly what the back of your pants look like, your ASICs, <laughs> yep. where they've worn down, where they haven't worn down. That's so interesting that you get that from 14 hours of it, right? But I had to because mm -hmm. to keep up with your pace, Little did I know, Rachel was wishing, wishing us, wishing us well the other day, and she was like, "He's a stepper," and I was like, "Right on, okay, cool." I didn't know what that meant. Holy smokes! <laughs> Fourteen hours and seventeen minutes later, I know what that means now. But that just goes to show if you think I'm fast and you kept up, how much of a champ you are for your efforts. But what was worse is on the hills. It's uh, like you wouldn't even let me acknowledge the hills or say the word hill yeah. or incline, yeah. you know? And I would sit there and it was just hill after hill after hill after hill. <laughs> and somehow you'd go faster up the hills. <laughs> and I was just like, once I realized that that's just the way he operates, I would have to buckle down and just go. And literally I would focus on my breathing and your feet. Crazy. Just to stay right in tow. And you and I both know there were numerous times when I was, uh -huh. there was a lot of space between us. Uh -huh. <laughs> there was a lot of space between us. And you'd be like, let's go, G. And I'd have to <laughs> shuffle, catch up. And then Dang. I, and I remember times when I just told myself, you, you can't even pull out your phone to act like you're even helping because that slows you down or look around. Yeah. And we would conserve our breath. Yeah, we stopped talking for a while. Just we just like, didn't talk. Get a tired. Lot. We walk. We know. You know, it's fascinating. We we analyzed ourselves while it was going on. So like, there were points when I would notice if you had your phone out, I would walk slower. So you'd be like, I would tell you, put your phone away. You don't need it. Or hurry up. And you would do the same to me. You without even knowing I was on my phone, you could see my feet and saw my stride slow down, and you knew I was on my phone. Totally. <laughs> totally. That's so crazy. It was, that's how it was. I could tell because you would slow. It was a significant difference. Uh-huh. Like when you, were go, when you were on, you were on. And then, I, like I said, my eyes were down. Yeah. I was staring at the tempo of your feet. And that is what I was mimicking. And um, jokingly, we'd say we're drafting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drafting you this time. I'm drafting you. <laughs> That's crazy. Efficiency. But, uh, remember when um, Aaron texted us in the wee hours of the morning? Uh-huh. And then we FaceTimed her? Uh-huh. Walking through that field. Walking through that field. That grass And there's patch, a lot of tall grass. grass. Yeah. And we were like, 
gotta go. We gotta watch our yeah, foot placement. Strikes. Yeah, our strikes and everything. And that was the other thing that we did. Yeah, we did a lot of changing it up all the time, even when it was a pain in the butt, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like it got to the point where stepping off the curb was more painful, mm -hmm. you know, or stepping back on the curb was gonna slow me down or whatever. But we were so cognizant of our foot placement in the grass yeah. and watching out for holes and little potholes and, you know, that was huge. There were a couple of close calls. Yes. Almost spraining ankles. Yep. Which is crazy. I was thinking in my head while we were doing it, like, dang, am I, am my ankles going to be good? Like, I hope I'm able to go 50 miles, excuse me, 50 miles without like hurting myself, hurting an ankle, getting a cramp. I was surprised I didn't cramp. You mentioned one cramp you had in the cat in your calf, but you weren't going to complain. What no, happened? I didn't talk about it until the it was until the thing was over. Tell me what happened. What? I went. I, I started to say something, and then I went, no. Nope, I, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I go, I'll tell you when it's over. This was early, too. It was too. early on. I, I, was, yeah. I was shocked. But um, it wasn't a cramp. It was just tightness. Uh-huh. You know, so that was good. Um, and I'm still trying to work some My of that stuff out. But who's to say that was from The Rock? I mean, that could have been, that clearly could have been from before that. Yeah. You know, so... But the minute, the minute you even bring that to your thoughts, the minute you're going to think about it, the minute you're going to fixate on it, and I just wasn't going to have any of that. Yep. I think what's big is like we set, we set our strategy as in the beginning we weren't going to keep track of our miles because we didn't want to know where we were at. And I think when you're talking about not recognizing like the, the little tightness in your calf, you didn't give it a voice to tell you, this is a reason to quit. And just like the time, it's the same idea, right? Like we didn't look at the time, just one mission, point A to point B. When we're done with the whole thing, we're done with the whole thing. But we didn't know our mileage until like 43, 44, where I was like able to see, dang, we only have five more miles left. But before that, we didn't know. And I think that plays a huge role in like, oh my God, we have 40 miles left on mile 10. But then we didn't we didn't think about it. We didn't even mm -mm. Wasn't it was in our heads all right. Out. One down, fourteen to go. Yep. Two down. Dang. Ignorance was bliss. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. ignorance with certain with certain things of that. It was so good because it was very task driven and not okay. We're we're 10 miles in. We got 40 to go. I mean, yeah. that would have been overwhelming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? No, oh, yeah. thank you. And then I, I do remember 2 a.m. I remember 3 a.m. And then I remember thinking it was like 11 a.m. Or it was maybe 10 a.m. when it was actually 9 a.m. Uh -huh. So I remember I was off a whole hour. That's when I realized... Holy smokes! We really are going to possibly finish this yep. by eleven thirty. Yep. And I kept, you know, you'd be like, if you, I mean, my, it was like talking to a kid. If we keep this pace up right here, you'd say this pace, <laughs> we can be done under <laughs> twelve what, under noon. You were saying yeah. so many hours, you know. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is doable. I got this. You know, if we keep this pace up right here. And I because was like, I was calculating I was the like, whole time. Kid, man, I can do this. <laughs> like I wasn't telling you, but around mile 30, I knew like we've, we're past halfway. And you, you asked me, I remember we were like mile 31 and you had said something like, I would think we're halfway. We're probably about 25. And I was like, we're way past that. But I didn't mention it to you because I didn't want to get in your head. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. And we were way past that. So cool. That was crazy. And the other thing was, I didn't want to get all like wrapped up in some smoking time. And then something happened. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. You know, mm -hmm. like a rolled ankle, a cramp. Who? I get hit by a car. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, something extreme. could have happened. Yeah. 
There were some close calls with cars that were like coming quick and really close. And crossing the street that one time, it was that was yeah. probably pretty early, right? That was when the guy helped us, the guy on the bike. That, oh yeah, that was crossing yeah. that main intersection. He was like, "Hurry up, go, go!" Oh my god, that was so, yeah. But that those cars slowed down for us. They noticed us. Luckily, there's a lot of crossing streets that we did. A lot. Some of my attempts were just flat out dumb. There was a lot. I would, after doing it, like it, it hurt, right? But. And obviously the recovery, but when you think about it, it's like, it wasn't that bad. For the experience that we got to experience, and say we did 50 miles through San Antonio, like the price wasn't that high as far as pain and as far as recovery. You know what I mean? We have this story for the rest of our lives. You know, I think about these long endurance type races or events, and I always compare them or try to compare them to crossfit competitions uh-huh which i am no fan of but i have done and i i can't compare i think i i could go into a ruck or a run or whatever um so much more open-minded than a crossfit competition because if you're competing you know you damn well better go into the pain cave. Absolutely. That's why you're there. Absolutely. And you know the pain cave hurts. Uh-huh. So I think the lesser of two evils, I would probably have to say, is an endurance race. The ruck. I would say I was just... I might have been more sore from the duality competition that me and Alejandro did than this. This, the morning of, just my feet were just so achy I felt like I couldn't stand up but then is you got the same your feet or no the morning which the morning? next morning after the race okay so Sunday morning yeah I tried standing up and I felt like I couldn't stand up that was miserable yeah it was bad I was miserable but the rest of my body was good like my knees yes, up. like from the waist up I'm <laughs> yeah great, great. but I couldn't, that was awful. Like, yeah. I could not sit there and be a prisoner in my own shell of a body. Like, yep, you telling me to get up and move helped for me sure. out, and I was like, uh-uh, we're not, I'm not having this. I would say doing duality hurt more than this. Yeah. That hurt. I was sore for, like, a week. And it's, and that goes against the way we operated in the ruck, because if you compare those competitions, it's start and stop, and rest. Yep. And have to fire yourself up again. Yep. Go hard and stop and rest. And you're redlining when you're going. Yeah, and sometimes they're two days. Yep. Oh, I remember pulling up at Fittest Games just being like, I hate this. Yep. You know, and Brandon would be like, that's a great attitude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. I would just be like, day two, why couldn't it be done after day one? And this, you just went. Yep. For however long you made it take. And then you were done. And when you were done, you were done. I remember that's something that we talked about. Like, we're just going to be steady power walkers. We're not going to sprint, red line, and then slow down and walk. And then sprint, red line, and then slow down. It was like, let's just move at a consistent pace the whole time. A pace that we can maintain. I'm telling you, like I was telling you earlier, I think we could beat our time. We could we could have... I, I think if, if we were to do it again... And, like, look at our strategy. We could have definitely cut shaved off time. Where? In a bunch of different places. Me stopping at Burger King to ask for water. <gasps> if I had just been smarter. That's, right. that's like two minutes right there. Three minutes. You know what I'm saying? All the times that we did exactly. that. Exactly. There's so, a lot of scavenger hunting, looking yes. for restrooms in the middle yep. of the night. Going to the restroom, available. walking in. That's another two I minutes. I should have just, boom, right there in the dark shadows. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Because, honestly, like, it's just, it was two in the morning and there's so much open land out there to just go pee when you have to you got to find the double shadows boom <laughs> and go i'm we could have definitely shaved off 17 minutes you know it's like i i want to do it again just because there are things i want to fix in my first attempt well good you can take Aaron next year <laughs> she's she'll be ready um you could drink what, it it's not gonna sound funny to me was when we were climbing that fence uh-huh and I know my legs and hip 
hips and all that are tired and worn out and everything, but I certainly didn't think that my upper body was. Uh-huh. My upper body was a no-show. Uh-huh. I had nothing to hoist myself. I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm fried up top too, and I just didn't realize it. From uh, the backpack. It's from your backpack. Trying like, to scale the fence yeah. mm-hmm. and hoist myself up and all that stuff. The backpack means sitting on your shoulders. That's why I was giving you more credit. You deserve more credit. The fact that you did the same amount of weight as me and you are 70 pounds lighter than me is insane. Like, put that into perspective. You carried one-fifth. You carried about one-sixth of your weight. I carried one-tenth of my weight. That's insane. How How do you do it? Like, how? 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 How were you able to keep up? Because I felt like I, I was going fast. Training partner. I felt like I was going fast, and I don't know how you kept up with the. If I had a thirty-five pound pack on my back, to make it comparable to what you did based on your body weight, I don't know if I would have been able to keep up. Yeah, you did fine. And you know the go rock. They it lets the ladies. I think under one hundred and fifty pounds do ten pounds. Damn. So that means you can finish this fifty mile in twelve hours. Let's but do it. Let's sign up. It's different because it's more scavenger hunt like. Mm. So it's not it gives you the addresses, but it doesn't you have to look for whatever it is they want you to take a picture by. Ah, uh, okay. Whatever the landmark might be. We had two of those situations. Yes. Not but we found them pretty quick. Obviously the firehouses were quicker. For anybody that doesn't know, I know we're getting, we started and talked talked about this and you've already heard most of what we just talked about, but for anybody that doesn't know, we, uh, Gretchen Bonser and I did a 50 mile uh, ruck to remember and a ruck is where you carry weight in your back and you basically walk a distance. We did 50 miles, uh, both of us had 20 pounds on our back and it was to honor the San Antonio first responders. We had 20 hours to get it done. 20 hours, and we finished in 14.17. Fastest time. I don't care. I really don't care who you are. A, if you sign up for something like that, you've already impressed me. B, you get out there, and you it's a tough learning curve to figure out how much you need, how much you don't need. You really don't know what the weather's going to be like, how you're going to feel. I was carrying extra stuff that added because I thought it might get really, really cold in the wee hours Mm -hmm. of the morning or night. Um, And then, so, you know, you might not have that dialed in as well as you would hope or need. And then, I mean, just completing it. Just completing it. It's like this long Easter egg hunt, right? 20 hours or not 20 hours, if you can stay on your feet and keep going for the long haul and you finish it, that's awesome. Yep. I would almost say that dragging it out and taking those rests is probably harder. Absolutely. Than what we did. I would think so. Finish sooner. An extra five, an extra six hours in that twenty-minute t- or twenty-hour time cap, an extra six hours of oh, walking. That would have been miserable. 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 I wanted no part of that. I remember having that conversation with you, like dragging this out until five p.m. tomorrow. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Just get it done as quick as possible so you can make your son's lacrosse game. Yeah. How awesome <laughs> that would that have been? That would have been crazy. <clears throat> so what makes you like... For me, it was like the Christmas party. Y'all brought it up. I was there with JR and it's just like... No, I... Okay, I did not bring that up. <laughs> did Aaron bring it up? That had to do with you and Aaron and Jr. So you just joined in the conversation, or you were, did you not even hear us talking about it? No, at the I had party? no. I was uh, all around. I was not in that conversation. So I think Aaron had asked us if we would be interested, and I had been drinking, and I told Jr. I didn't even like realize like, oh, it's fifty miles. It's just like let's do a ruck race, and I told Jr. Let's do it. And then once I told myself that, I was like, I'm in. I can't back out because I already gave them my word so I have no choice I think 
just having that mentality of going into something you have no choice like when we got in there you said there's no quitting we finished this thing that's it that's it where does that come from i don't care if we had to crawl where does that come from from you like like you've already accomplished so much when it comes to like you've done crossfit competitions you've made it did you make it to the games qualifiers you made it to qualifiers like you have your name on the banner you've done these rucks you've done the batan death march no i have not done that no which mm -hmm. one did you do that's I a marathon mountain man. mountain man and i hear i hear people in the box telling me like if you saw g it was crazy like you just get this demon in your head that's like I'm going to complete whatever's in front of me and I'm just going to crush it. Like, wh where does it come from? I don't, I, I Cause you, you don't think, you don't think it's crazy, right? But me looking as an outsider in a third person perspective saying this lady who's, you've already done so much and you just, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to one up myself again and again and again and again. So not how I look at it. That's because you're the one doing it. So not how I see it. <laughs> so not how it went down. So where where does this come from? This drive to just like want to just crush whatever you do, and you just want to take on the next big task. You've hiked Kilimanjaro. That's correct. Mm -hmm. How many miles was that? I don't know. A I lot. Should know this, but I don't know. But it certainly wasn't um, like through the night, through hikes until that last day. But there was no cakewalk either. No, it was no cakewalk. I mean, leading up to it, but a lot of things come into play with that. I mean, I was sleeping in a tent. Yes, we had, you know, foam mats and blow up mat so that you didn't have to lay nestle in mm -hmm. on the dirt. But that whole camping out, that was a huge factor that played into the last summit day so uh, you know okay. i didn't go with melatonin and i didn't have all this freaking noisemakers like somebody's name i won't mention <laughs> the noisemaker the melatonin the sleep aids the sleeping pills the this the that uh -huh. i didn't think i'd have any trouble sleeping and i did uh. and you have the allergies a little bit you know just different hotels you've been on a plane and the whole the whole gamut and now you're sleeping on the ground and those porters they work late and they're walking around the different tents and everything and dust and dirt is constantly being kicked up mm -hmm. coming through your tent I mean it's just the way it was so six days into living and sleeping like that or not sleeping like that then it's your whole day is cut short prior to stomach day and it's okay we're gonna have lunch early we're gonna call this dinner now i need you to sleep for a couple hours and i'll wake you up at midnight and then we're gonna summit uh-huh that no but I don't, I don't know if anybody slept i didn't sleep i laid there waiting just waiting, waiting. you already knew just it's hard to sleep in those occasions it's hard to sleep under pressure mm -hmm. when you know you, you need to sleep mm -hmm. so anyway um you know, you go through the normal routine, the time for tea, the wash your hands, get ready, get dressed, get your stuff together. And that last summit day, and even the porters and the guides, they meant business. And um, it was funny because they lined us up and it was all the kids, the kids being, you know, it probably went, probably went Ryder, Reeve, Taylor, Christian, Ethan big old tall Ethan and then me because I'm gonna save Ethan <laughs> uh. no but um and then it went me and then the rest of the men and that was our lineup and if you can envision we were almost like this slow-moving caterpillar literally wow zigzagging step by step by step and it was slow you probably can't even comprehend slow. <laughs> like super, you're like just super slow. Is there is there a reason? Is it because you guys it's were such a big black. group? No, ah. it's pitch black. Um, <clears throat> it's straight up. 
you're like looking just switchbacks up the side of the mountain and they weren't they weren't like grand canyon switchbacks you know not these nice paved no they were some of them are pretty steep okay and pretty rigorous to maneuver yeah and you got sleep sleep deprived kids you got altitude um it was rough and you started at midnight and i I know we got up there in the morning, maybe 9 a.m., but it was so slow. So totally, totally, totally different. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And the whole way up, I was questioning, is this is this really the hardest thing I've ever done? Because uh -huh. it feels like it's the hardest thing I've ever done right now. But, And I always go back to the CrossFit competitions. Was it really harder than that? You know, and, and we got up there and we were all emotionally drained. And altitude, everybody, everybody dealt with it in different ways. Some of them were textbook, some of them were more delayed. Um, but we all had it. Yeah. And then you get up there. They keep you up there for like twenty <coughs> minutes. You know, you take your pictures, and now it's time to go down. And your legs are fried. You literally have noodles for legs. Uh huh. And that's scary because now you're going down. Some parts were like, um, some parts were gravel going down a, like a bald ski slope, if you could imagine, just with gravel. Yes. But it wasn't gravel. It was dirt, if you will. Um, and you could kind of, with your poles and my boots, I would literally just try to ski Mm. ski it down mm -hmm. because it was less painful and then um and then once you got through all that fun part literally i was skiing in boots just like forget it let me just get down as painlessly as i can then it went more into the um i want to say rainforest type interesting where it's rock and you've got the, I forget what Stephen Pyle told me it's called, but where the water seeps through, the water seeps through the mountain and it comes out onto the rocks and now everything's slick. Moss? It's seep or something like that. Okay. There's a name for it. So <clears throat> now you have slick, slick, steep rocks for hours. Legs are fried. Mm -hmm. Everybody's legs were fried. Um, that one guide, one of the guides came up lots arm in arm with me and he would like just sail me down. Uh -huh. So we would lock arm in arm and it was like, let's just go. Uh -huh. Again, it was either we're going to drag this out, you're going to fail on your, you're going to fall on your tailbone and, you know, hurt yourself or hook up with me and we're going to fly down. And they would literally, I swear I'd get airborne. <laughs> but you trusted them like... They, they know their, they, that's their jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know their stuff. It was unreal. That's cool. It was the coolest thing ever. You ever felt like on one of these trips that you were going to die? Like there was a legit chance of death? No. Nothing? Not that I can remember. I have this great <laughs> tendency of blocking the bad stuff out. Like when I hiked into the Grand Canyon one time, I didn't feel like I was close to death, but it was something that was in the back of my mind. Um, we hiked it, some friends and I backpacked into the Grand Canyon to camp at a place called Havasu Falls, and um, uh, a monsoon came. And so like the, there were like flash floods up the canyon, and where we were, all the water was rising, the river, the water was rising, and it, was, it went from like turquoise blue to like mud, like slush. And like the the previous year, a family of five died because of uh, flash floods in those canyons. And so like, I was just like, it's not that big of a deal, but my friends were like freaking out. But it's not, I wasn't close to death, you know what I'm saying? But there was also that like, dang, I really know how strong mother nature is. So the fact that you've been out there like in mother nature's, uh, some of the, the like craziest um, terrains and climates, did you ever feel like, damn, Mother Nature wanted to wipe me out right now? Definitely well, shoot. Could. I mean, half the people that go skiing around the world 
deal with some uh -huh, pretty, avalanche, anything. pretty tremendous weather, the wind, the snow, the you can't see, uh -huh. you know, you're blinded by snow whipping, you've got the freezing cold temperatures, I mean, it's not, it's, it's out there, it's all over the place, at the beach, you know, you could go to the beach anytime you want, go out in the water, and the next thing you know, you're in a riptide or yep. a rip current, and, mm -hmm. and if you don't know how to handle that, that's mother nature, the, the weight of the waves coming down, you know, you wipe out and you're surfing or something, the weight of the waves is... Yep unbelievable so um, I tell you what the one thing that was pretty shocking was when the first time I went to the Grand Canyon it was Mother's Day weekend and um, we went down not Bright Angel climbed back up Bright Angel but we went down um, I can't remember the name of it but it was more treacherous. It was faster. It was steeper and faster to get down. Okay. It wasn't as well-groomed and carved out for the public and the masses. So, um, and, I, and really, quite frankly, anywhere at the Grand Canyon, I mean, if you're not careful and you watch um, where you step aside, because there's mm -hmm. always people passing you, and some people are trying to go faster than others, and some people need to take a break, blah, blah, blah. We get back from our trip. And I remember I was with Courtney and my kids and and Brandon and Murray. We get back from that weekend and we did rim to river to rim. Mm -hmm. That's what, 25 miles, 26? Yes. That next weekend, I think it was, or two weekends later, a woman died from stepping aside and falling, like tripping to her death. Oh my God. You know, and I think that happens more than we know, mm -hmm. but it does happen. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Do you think on a sunny day when you're hiking, you're thinking, you know, I'm going to die at the hands of Mother Nature? Yeah. No, but shit happens. Yeah. So that, I couldn't believe that. So the next time I went back, whole different perspective, whole different perspective ah, on the dangers of this. It could be something as... But you still continue to do crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we all know who I'm married to. So, so let's get to, the, let's get to the, the interesting stuff. Like, where does this come from? Have you always been, since you were, like, in college and high school, just this person who just wanted to up yourself? And, no, and not at all. So where did it come from? I guess I, I, guess I say CrossFit because I guess you never really knew... I never really knew what I was capable of doing until somebody else put weight on the bar. Ah. You know what I'm saying? So like, what, type of what type of girl were you before CrossFit? Always worked out. Okay. Grew up, parents worked out, I've always worked out. That was just a part of your life. You just did it. Self-motivated to do it. Preferred group fitness. Okay. Um, so when I worked, it would be the thing that I did right before I went home, or I'd go home and go back to the gym, and preferred doing it with friends, but everybody had their own schedules, yeah. so you just get it in when you can. Um, not everybody grew up like that, though. It wasn't important to everyone. Yep. Um, but it was just something that I always did. But I do remember being in, I do remember being at Lifetime Fitness when I moved here. And you're in this big room, and I've told this story before, but you're in this big group fitness classroom, and you've got the mirrors, and you've got your three-pound and five-pound and eight-pound dumbbells, and they'd be like, it'd be like a body pump class or something, and they would say, go get your weights. Nobody talked to anybody, uh -huh. but everybody had their little spot. Uh -huh. And I know half the female population knows what I'm talking about. Um, but you had your little spot, so I, I met this woman, and... She, I would talk to her, I would stand right behind her, we'd get our weights, and we'd go through the motions. And I remember thinking, it would be so cool if somebody was really pushing each one of us. Yeah. Like, it would be so cool if just that, I had somebody pushing me. Because I know I have a little bit more in the tank, I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the fast forward, then there ends up, the, you know, there's this CrossFit 
box that starts right by my house. No brainer, I'll go do it. And that's where you had that. And I'm still like that to this day. It'll take Heather to tell me, no, you can do more. Uh huh. You know, like you somebody always... that I trust that knows what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would be like, no, you can do more. You know, let's, let's do this or let's do that or, you know. Um, so I guess with that, really not knowing what you're capable of doing until you put yourself out there kind of a thing. So that, you know, that, that rat wheel became CrossFit right because I was old and by the grace of God somehow I'd qualify for the masters half the time I didn't secretly didn't want to qualify <laughs> I didn't want to qualify and then I'd qualify and then I was like but I don't have to go if I don't want to uh-huh. and Brandon would say no you don't have to go if you don't want to but why would you do that you know why would you not want to yeah so poor guy lots of talk therapy and um, so then I would go, and then the next thing I know, you know, you're doing something cool on the floor that you really hadn't done. So it's always just throwing yourself in uncomfortable situations to see that you're capable of handling them. Yeah, and that's the beauty of that sport is basically you you get acclimated to being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yep. And you get you if you train you. You train going into the pain cave. So you're very comfortable with going to the pain cave because that's just how you operated. Mm-hmm. That's just how you operated. And I say it in the past tense because I cannot operate like that anymore. It is so far gone. Yeah. It's like once you quit going there, <laughs> you quit <laughs> going there. Uh-huh. You think you can bring yourself back, obviously. I mean, you put yourself there in the 50 miles. But not, not really, huh? That was not a, that was not a pain cave. Yeah, not really. It was more of a controlled burn. It was like a, a low, low and slow burn, but not it to the point hustle. where it was yeah. a steady hustle. Yeah. What were your thoughts like going into it? Like the most you had ever done was twenty six miles, correct? Mm-hmm. So like you're doubling that distance essentially. I wanted to see if I could do it. What have I got to lose? But like when you heard like 20 hour time cap, you heard what the men got in the, in the gym and like you, and just asking out of curiosity, you know what those men are capable of you being a female, like in your head, you thinking, damn, I have 20 pounds too. I'm way lighter. Like, was there ever, like, doubt, like, damn, we might not finish in 20 hours? I want to know what your thoughts were. Like, I want to break down the thinking of Gretchen. Like, I just wanted to know <clears throat> what 50 miles feels like. Yeah. And I also know I'm a different athlete than a big man. Okay. Okay. Um... I felt like I wasn't afraid. I knew it was going to be, in my mind, it was about um, preserving. Uh huh. Just preserving. You know, doing the things that you know you need to do, staying fueled. Um, I'm looking to do rim to rim to rim. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get a taste of 50 miles. So I felt like I'm, you know, I know I'm more flexible and there are a lot of things with my physique that I felt could benefit me versus, you know, the the bigger burly Mm -hmm. men, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Did I train that fast? No. But I'm so glad that I trained because, you know, I trained with Aaron, who's shorter, but fast. Uh-huh. So just by staying with her and sh- shortening my stride, 
I moved faster. So I was always kind of playing around with stuff like that with her. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. But anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to feel what 50 miles felt like. And like you said before, we... The way I processed the whole challenge was completely different than I think the guys did. Okay. That's just how I feel. Okay. Um, so with that, we had our conversation right from the get-go. You were totally in agreement with me, and we were both on the same page, and that's how we rolled. Yep. I don't, yep. I just basically said, look, in my mind, I knew that when when this is over, it will hurt. Oh, absolutely. But let's just hurt one time. Yep. And don't go through it. And that's why I didn't it. overtrain. That's why I, I purposely did not do the 21 miles. Because I was like, I'm not going to overtrain. I'm going to save it. Save it up. Because these rucks, you know, they take up my whole weekend. You know what I mean? By the time you recover, I have to soak. Right mm -hmm. then, the truck. You know, by the time you recover and you eat, and then you, you know what I mean. It's like there's boom. Saturday's gone. Yeah, for sure. And Sunday. So, um, I don't like to overtrain. I didn't practice that fast, but I'm glad I dabbled with it with her. And um, I just wanted to see what it would feel like, and my whole mission was task driven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I looked at it totally different. I looked at it like 15 stops. All right, let's go. Yes. Rather than away. 50 miles. Right. Yes. I didn't That's process 50 part. miles because I thought, you know what? It's not mandatory 50 miles. Mm -hmm. It's mandatory stops. Mm -hmm. So however we get to those stops on foot, that's all that matters. Yep. If it got to about 50, but that's not what you... I think task-driven is definitely, like they say, right? When you have a goal, if you can break it down into small steps, it's the best way to achieve those goals because if you look at it as a whole, it seems overwhelming. So like with that one, we just saw one one stop, get there. Okay, that's it. And what did we say in the beginning? Remember Brandon's last words? He was like, remember, it's <coughs> two marathons. Yeah, two marathons. We kept saying, it's two marathons. Yep. We were like pulling back the reins. Yep. You know, we were just saving it. What's crazy is you're talking about training and I just think about like when I did the beer ruck the five miles I was hurting from five you know and my body was like that was the first time I had ever rucked so three months ago four months ago I had done a couple backpacking trips um, to have a supai which was like 15 miles one way but never trained to do rucking and then training after five miles I was like holy shit this is hard but then I trained a lot, so it was just, it's interesting. You're mentioning the training, and it's like, if you want to do something, just train for it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anybody special. I just put myself, give myself an opportunity to see what's possible, right? I'm not like, even though you don't see yourself as an extraordinary human being, because that's the way you see yourself and you live as yourself, I think you're an extraordinary human being, because I see that you put yourself in situations and just learn to adapt and train to them. You know what I'm saying? You mentioning training just made me think of that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like people in the box, when you surround yourself with people who are constantly trying to just, let's see what's possible. Mm -hmm. We think we're all normal, but everybody is like, they did that? That's crazy. But you surround yourself with people who are doing it. I bumped into a woman. <clears throat> okay, so I was wearing my Uggs after this because I thought, okay, that's the only thing. That's a big old furry boot. Uh-huh toes every nothing will hurt anything and it'll be comfortable uh -huh. granted it was not cold i didn't care <laughs> i was like i'm putting my feet in these and getting on with it so i'm in the grocery store <laughs> a mother friend of mine she's the mother of one of Ryder's friends came up to me and said you think it's really cold enough for those big old boots you got on right now? Uh-huh. You know? She's like, you really need to have those on today? And I said, no, but I just did 50 miles and my feet need some room to breathe. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh my God, I just did two and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> so That's I was crazy. like, there's perspective. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yep. A lot of lessons in that story, right? Don't judge. <laughs> I was walking like I was walking like uh, I had just broken all my bones in my body. But like, that's why I called day. you, and I was like, yeah. "We are not going to be victims of this," because I looked at it like this. You know, I chose to do that. Yep. Nobody in my family asked me to go do that. Go wreck yourself and then be a vegetable for the rest of the week. Uh, and then and then you got to no. ask them, help me do this, help me do this. That wore me out. I was like, I'm uh, not I'm not living like this. I have to get up and move. So, I laid off the we did I didn't think we abused the Advil by any means. I did. I thought I was pretty good. Like <laughs> I was on a nice every 3 to 4 hours I took some. Yeah. But it's supposed to be like two every four hours. I like the three every three. <laughs> I did three like every two. <laughs> so I had you in my head and I just let it work it let it work itself out. Didn't I mean as bad as we were hurting at the end, that's when I would have wanted it most and I didn't do it. Mm. So Sunday rolls around and I'm like, I can't live like this, I'm not gonna live like this. So I um, drank coffee. What, what was the reason for the caffeine when you mentioned that to me? Just to get you get giddy me up? Moving. Gotcha. Get me moving. So I, so, so I upped it. So after the coffee, I took a different form. Like I went from the tablets or whatever to the gel form of whatever I had, which was Motrin. Up the caffeine. I think I drank a spark or something else just to suck it down. Uh -huh. And then I was like a buzz. Uh -huh. So I really wasn't feeling any pain. I was just like, I got to do chores, mm -hmm. whatever, household stuff. Moving, laundry, Motion moving, just moving, just yep. move. And, and I also said, I will get to yoga no matter how bad it hurts. So that's why I had to call you and I was like, you've got to get up and move. Lucky for wow. us, though, I don't think we had our feet were not tore up on the no, bottom. Nope. So we probably need to give a shout out to Brandon for taping our feet. Definitely. Definitely shout out. And then shout out to um, Rebecca and Rachel and Amy. They all mentioned the Injinji socks. Yes. Those I didn't clutch. have mine on, but I was okay. I had some good wool, wool socks. I did that yeah, darn tough. Clutch. But I tell you what, what was your biggest mistake of apparel? Seriously, you got to think that hard? Yeah, no, I didn't have any. Shoes, dude. No, my shoes were good. Well, then why did you bore two holes? On my socks? Yes. I didn't cut my toenails. You didn't toenails. cut your toenails. Yeah. But surprisingly, the shoes, my feet started to hurt really around mile 40. And I think that would have happened with whatever I wore. So I, th I was thinking it's better that I stood with those than trying to do a brand new pair that I had never worn and not knowing, you know? Yeah. My... My mistake was, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because I've always been pretty, pretty sure. But again, haven't done 50 miles, which, you know, doubles your marathon. I should have gone up a half a size in my daggone shoes. Really? Yes, your feet swelled a lot. Just, you know, your toes, the way your yeah, toes, uh -huh. sometimes that quote unquote middle toe is longer than the big yep. toe. And that, with all the different terrain that we were taking on, and how our feet were really like all over the place at all times. The toes were going up that those toes were going up to the front. I think I'm going to lose my toenails on those. I, I think might. I might too. But the funny thing was I gave Erin an extra pair of shoes to try these on. And she's an eight. She was like, I need an eight and a half. I'm feeling my middle toe. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm pretty good. I don't ever feel that. My, uh -huh. my toes just taper down. Wrong. Yeah. That was the only issue I had, other than two blisters on my heels. But those are pretty much healed now, so. Yeah, we came out pretty unscathed. I, I feel like we're pretty blessed. Nobody got hit by a car, and we finished. And pretty close to recovered. So it was only like a, a week's worth of pain for that. That's worth it. So when's room to room to room to room? When are you planning on it? Hopefully September. Yeah. I think and, you'll crush that. Well, Brandon said it's a whole, he's like, it's a totally different hike. So, you, somebody like you would crush that with them quads going oh, no. up. I'm excited. I want to try it. You would turn and burn. The going down is painful for me. Uh, on the knees? And it always has been. Mm. 
but that's okay. I thought I thought my knee issues would be more prevalent on the 50 miles, but it wasn't. It was just my feet. That was the main issue. Yeah, I can't complain. I don't have any blisters on the bottom of my feet. Um, seriously, one on the back of that heel and something on the side of a toe, and that's it. Like, nothing to speak of. Mm-hmm. So, I feel pretty fortunate. So, I want to ask you something. You did this. Do you ever, just knowing you, right? Like, I've heard people in the gym, they're like, oh, 50 miles. Gretchen, I'm not surprised. Like, oh, Gretchen did that? Yeah, it's Gretchen. And they weren't surprised that you kept up with me because they're like, when it comes to, like, race day, game day, you get in, like, a different zone. Do you notice it? For one, do you notice that you're a different person when these days come about? And two, do you rim to rim to rim is close to 50? Are there any, any in the back of your mind that you're like, I would love to do that? So I'd love the, to do rim to rim to rim. Well, just, just anything bigger. Bigger than rim to rim to rim? Yeah. Well, the way I look at it is, you know, We, I haven't done any like upper body stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? You throw some of those major Spartans in where you've got to have mm. your grip strength, you've got to have your shoulder, your upper body strength, you're traversing monkey bars and you're rope climbing, you've got to have all of that and the destination yeah. and the miles. You're going to do one of those? That, well, I'm not saying I'm going to do one of those, I'm just saying that to me would be would be definitely spicier you're gonna do one of those so um and now look what we did you know we we went 14 we went 14 and a quarter or whatever right now i i i wonder do i have the perseverance to last 20 hours absolutely because now i've only gone 14 Uh uh-huh but let me ask you something. When we finished that 14, obviously we were tired because we were done. And we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. If the mission was 60, could you have done 60 miles? Absolutely. With you as my partner, probably Absolutely, yes. right? Because at that time, so it's like if you ask yourself, can I do 20 hours? Absolutely. It's just going to hurt, but... It's no different, right? That's exactly how I feel. Like it, it'll just hurt, but it's all gonna hurt. It's yeah, gonna it's hurt all no gonna matter hurt. What. So you could do twenty. But you see what I'm saying? Like, all we had to do, that back was attached. The the backpack was attached yes. to our back. Yeah. It's not like we had to move our arms or pull. Or I mean, shoot. Even when I had to hoist a, a couple fences or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the longest Spartan that is available? Oh, there's a, there's a lot. Like so, there's hundred the, mile. So. Well, what they'll do is a 24-hour AMRAP. Uh-huh. So, and to qualify or to complete it, you have to do so many rounds, if you will. So it might be the, um, so the, the Beast would be about 14, they say 14 to 16. The Ultra Beast would be double that sometimes. And then the World Ultra Beast, and, I, and forgive me, Spartan people, I know I'm, totally messing this all <laughs> up but like what Brandon did in Iceland that was a 24 uh, hour how many laps of this horrific terrain can you accomplish mm-hmm. in 24 hours and in order to complete the task you had to do so many right so there were there's the competitive side and then there's the open they open it up to the public so that's coming up in Vermont. I'm not saying that I want to do that. I'm just saying that is a whole different level of difficulty, in my opinion. Yes. You ever think? I think the Green Mile. I think what these people, I think what you guys did at the Green Mile trumps this 50 miles. I don't think Hands so. Hands down. I don't think so. I think the 50 miles was definitely on top of that. Doing both? Because the Green Mile was like fun. You know, like it was like hanging out with with the boys, you know, like Rebecca and Amy were there and obviously they were crushing it. So 
everybody was crushing it. I was like, this is cool. We're all doing this together and, and like the energy of everybody. Okay, but you know where it has me? Pitch black. I can't see my footing. I'm paranoid as it is. Um, I've, I've dabbled on that trail. I don't know how much it's been improved, but I was scared enough in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. That place is sweet. So I'm kind of a ninny when it comes to that. If there's another 50 miler, like, in the future, in a couple months, would you be interested? Like, let's just find one and let's just see see how good we can do. I would be more than happy to do something like that with you because I know your pace and I know how you operate. You know what I mean? It's kind of nerve-wracking going into something like that where you don't know who who's going to hold up and who's not going to hold up. Mm-hmm. Um the fact that we can move I mean your pace is hard for me but it's doable mm-hmm. and I like that I like that push I like the tempo I like the speed of it I like the fact that we're on the same page we don't want to take breaks per se we eat on the go we pee on the go we you know what I mean we divide and con- I liked that because it was let's get it over with as soon as possible were there ever points where you thought either of us was gonna crack? Because no. I never thought. No. Yeah, it was crazy. There was never a point of. It was when you when you had mentioned. I think it was. Yeah, I think you're the one that mentioned. Make sure you bring your twenty dollar. Tap out. Tap out. Ride I was home. like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not bringing no twenty dollars to tap out. <laughs> you know. That's what went through my head when you had texted me that. The twenty dollar cash for a ride. But I really do. I think I think different strokes. This is it. And then we're done. I think different strokes for different folks. You know, body type matters. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think yoga helped out leading up to this, uh-huh. leading up to the recovery of it all. I think that helped. I think um, for something like this, for the 50 miles, being as and I want to say the word spry as possible matters. What's spry? Just flexible and ah uh, yeah and and flexible and just you've got you've got movement. You've got good range of motion. You can go. You can do. You're not you're not hurting in any way. You're not. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know. I just feel like that being nimble mm-hmm. comes into play. Big time. Big time. Um, especially when you start trying to cut corners and you're dipping under this fence and uh-huh. slithering through this fence. Nothing and cramped up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nothing cramped up. That was a big win. Yeah. But um, I think those events, those long distance events are very different than your Spartans, your CrossFit competition. It's just so different. Yeah. They're just different sure. beasts. For sure. What are your, what are your, let me ask you, I, I know I don't, you don't want this to run on too long, I get it. It is far too long already. <laughs> Not even close. We're sorry. What are your habits? What, like, what, what makes you the person you are? What makes you, I, I would deem you as a successful driven person, and I would assume many people would. What are your daily habits and something that maybe I can pick up on to improve myself? Wake up early. What time are you usually up by? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give you the same rundown that every other person has written in every other book and the seven habit, habits of highly successful people and blah, 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 and all that stuff that you can read. So what does it come down to then? I do believe that there's a lot of good takeaways, and I think certain takeaways apply to certain people. Um. But I also, I'm a Christian, and I truly also know that it's, so many things are out of my control, Mm -hmm. and that is something that I really own. So even though I have things that I want to get done, and I'm going to be certain places at certain times, God willing, I also know that a lot of everything is out of my control. You know what I'm saying? So I do believe in a higher being, and that is the utmost important thing 
to know that to know that to have that to believe that that's the only thing I could say that you could ever possibly add to your repertoire of good habits interesting having a belief in something greater Mm -hmm. and knowing that um, it's it's really it's in my control as much as I want to believe it's in my control but it's truly out of my control so I I always kind of think I just like offer things up you know I offer things up so to some in what way would explain that to me no we're shutting it down (laughs) (laughs) just finish with that I just did I offer things up offer things up as in like you put yourself forward to uh, let's say work and prepare yourself for life it's like let you know people have heard let go let God kind of a thing Uh we can stress out about things as much Uh as we want but if you kind of let go, gotcha, gotcha. Then you realize, okay, I like to think I'm in control, but we all know, or I believe, I'm, I know I'm really not in control. Yep. Kind of things, you know. You're um, in control of the task at hand, or whatever's in front of you, and whatever you can handle, and all the rest of it is noise. Yeah, and I'm going to go about everything as much as I can possibly plan to. But you asked. What is something? Yeah. And I, I know you've talked to a zillion people and I know you like to pick their brains and I do believe in fantastic morning routines and reading and, and, and building up your mind and as much as you possibly can. But that is the first thing that came to mind for Interesting. me. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're, I'm going to get a bunch of fire from a bunch of people, JR being one of them. Oh, you should have asked this. There's so much more you could have asked. You have to do this again. Not on your life. <laughs> we got to do one more crazy ruck and then I'll earn another nope. another podcast. All right. Thank you, G. Thank you, Julius. <laughs>